it's time for Larry News Sports. My guest tonight, the Midwest Mayhem, the Iowa Hawk guy, John. p.m. A fine Saturday afternoon to be talking to you, John. How's it going? Larry, it is going great, except almost it's going to be sad soon because basketball is basically over Mm. in a couple days. Well, you have the championship game of Summer League tomorrow between the Knicks and the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. And we all know I how mean, much it matters. Shout out to the the Kings who won it all last year. <laughs> and, and, and so I don't know. I don't know if it bodes well for the the you know follow on season. But you know, it's nice for, for those teams. It's it's nice. But then like then there's a basketball dead zone. Yeah, for months. It sucks. It is, it does suck, and there, it's a dead zone with news too. Although some news items might happen in the next month or so. Uh, and there is FIBA actually. I didn't realize this. No, it's not entire. It's not full FIBA with as the U.S. It's like a Euro Cup FIBA. Oh, really? In oh, September, okay. and you so know, is I mean, playing is what is Victor Wembanyama playing? That's a good question. I don't know. I know. I mean, oh, I know Frank's playing. Oh, because I went and watched that U um, nineteen final. Right. With, I haven't uh, watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the famous one with him and Chet. And it was, I was good. He's, he's, he's good, man. Yeah. He's good. He's better than Chet. Oh yeah. I mean, right now, right? Like who knows? That's, that's right. a few years back and it's, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, I guess Chet's one year would be one year older than him. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the, that, yeah, that makes sense. Cause that's why he's coming in the draft next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, if he, I mean, cause if he's in it, like that would, like they should almost want they should pay him to play in it for eyeballs. Oh yeah. Cuz all the draft oh, nerds would totally watch that. Oh hell yes. Hell yes. Um yeah, I'll have to research that. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah. And I mean, uh you know, I mean, I'm in because anytime Frank's playing meaningful minutes in like in basketball in which he does in FIBA and and did last year, I'm I'm in. So. Is Fournier going to play? I think so. He's yeah. Yeah. And Gobert. Oh Jesus, France will France will be France, dumb. Yeah, I, I haven't looked closely at all the teams, but they're they should be the favorite. And and Doncic is playing for. Um, yeah, Slovenia. but he, they don't have anybody else. I don't think they have anybody else. Um, except Dragic, maybe. 
Maybe if he played, yeah, because he didn't play during the Olympics. His brother too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about. We talked about how moves are dying down, but there's a couple things that are either still ongoing or potential trades, and the big one that seems like it's close to happening is a possible Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, and the Knicks have always had their eye on Mitchell. They seem close enough where a deal could happen. I know they're haggling over parts. I don't know exactly where both teams are. Um, but where do you, what's your general view before we go into detail uh, of like how prudent it is for the Knicks to trade for Mitchell? What, what you would think of a deal like that? Well, I think based on where the numbers have been of late um, in terms of high-profile players and the number of draft picks mm -hmm. required to get them, um, it's going to, like the Knicks are going to have to, pardon my expression, shoot their load um, <laughs> on this. So this is, this is it. I mean, if you go for him, he's got to be the one you want. Right. Right? So... Um, I don't want him. Yeah. Um, but I was listening to, you know, Simmons and house talk about it and I can see one possible scenario where it's a good deal for the Knicks. And that's if he makes Randall better when he shows up. Right. But man, are you really going out on a limb there when you're talking yeah. about, this guy, bring him into our system. Maybe he'll start playing defense again. Maybe he'll make this other guy on our team who was moody as hell last year and a pain in the ass better. And then you might as well just be drafting, I mean, Gor Gorgie Jang at that point. When you have it, when you stack enough maybes together, it might as well just be a, you know, a lottery pick in the draft, right? Yeah. Because it's like not all these maybes are going to break. Yeah, I don't. I don't even like that piece of it, the Randall piece. Um, I, I would love it if Randall was the parting salary, um, but I, I think both Utah doesn't want that, and I don't think the Knicks want to trade Randall. Um, that's oh, really? This, that's, I was going to say that Utah wouldn't want him. Um, I don't know where the Knicks stand, but I can't see Utah. Yeah, they. they I mean, they certainly won't view that as an asset. They're going to have to take back salary, whether it's. Uh, they're going to have to take back either Randall or Fournier, right? Right. right. So, and they're going to have to pay somebody. Yeah. Right. They're going to have. I mean, there is a you know. Right. And and salary. Randall, um, it, it's possible they that he, he could like boost his value if, especially if he's the main guy in Utah, boost his value enough where they could flip him for just like one protected first or something. So, it, so it's like a D'Angelo Russell, like what Golden State did with D'Angelo Russell or something. Exactly. Like you need that salary. And if it's if he's not terrible, you know, it, it's it's not like it, that's, it's not going to crash the franchise if they were to take Randall right. back. So and maybe they want to crash the franchise actually for the next year or two. Anyway, uh, sneaky tank move taking Randall back. But I, I don't I, it, from everything I read, it sounds like he's not in the discussion and um, and I don't know. I kind of get the sense that the Knicks want to either like reboost his value or kind of like Randall because he's part of that whole Kentucky pipeline that they like <sighs> so much. Um, yeah. But 
you know, I, I don't like Randall and I don't think helping him should be part of the calculus for this Mitchell trade because I don't think they fit well together. Uh, Randall's best when he has the ball a lot in his hands and he's going to, with, with Brunson and Mitchell there uh, and Barrett, you know, is a sometimes ball handler. Randall's barely going to, he's going to have like a 10% usage rate, uh, which I'm happy about. But if he's, if he's not really handling much and he's not a great shooter, unless he could get his shooting numbers back up to what they were two years ago, it's like, he's not that valuable of a player and he kind of clogs the lane and does a lot of other things that are not super. And he doesn't really play defense at all. The, the optimistic part of, of the, what if that I do like a little more for Mitchell is um, if he could play defense. Because in college, when he was uh, when he was a prospect coming into the draft, the notes on him were that he's a guy who could play defense. He was noted mm-hmm. for his defense. I think the comps were Avery Bradley with a little bit more offense. Um, but he hasn't. That has he's had a lot more offense and none of the defense. He's got. He's short. He's like six one, six two. One, I think, yeah. uh, but he's got it like a six ten wingspan. So th- he's got the body to play defense. He just doesn't do it, um, and will th- that's to be seen. Yeah, and I think certainly his worst defensive showing was you know this past year. I think he in the playoffs. Yeah. I think he was not really. There's a lot of defensive effort, and um, yeah, I, I mean even. If he plays defense, which is always hard to count on, yeah, especially for someone who's already getting paid, um, and like there's still a with with Brunson, that's still a small backcourt, yeah, right. Then you're like Lillard and McCollum, and right. you just you just get you just get worked. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Lillard and McCollum like won a lot of games and yeah. made one playoff run. And they were they were pretty awesome. So I'm not saying it's like terrible, but it's it's flawed. Yeah, it's a flawed fit between those two. Um, so, but again, again, that's that's a piece I don't care about so much because I think to me the questions are one is how how good is Donovan Mitchell? Is he good enough to be the first best player on a championship team? The second best, third best, what? Then. The, the next question is, once you get him, do you have enough pieces left over or a path available to get whatever else you need to become a championship team? Um, so so that's why I don't, I don't care too much about the fit between him and Brunson. So, so let's start with the first piece of how good is Mitchell. So I made kind of back-of-the-envelope list of, like, tiers of players. Uh, for, as... And this is value right now for this upcoming season. And in terms of like, are they the best player of a champ on a championship team, second best or third best? So, um, so I have in tier one A. These are like no doubt best player on a championship team level. Uh, seven guys there, and that's Giannis, Steph, Jokic. Doncic, Embiid, Durant, and LeBron. 
all sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LeBron might be stretching it at this point, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, tier one B, I have two guys and that's they're They could be the first, the best player on a championship team, but there's a little bit of injury concerns and that is Kawhi and AD. <laughs> which I one, mean, which Kawhi, one is getting yes, you? I, yeah. I don't know about AD yeah. at this point, but um, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, AD, maybe maybe he's in like tier 2A or 1C. I also have a 1C tier that's with three guys who... I could see a championship team where they're the best player. You just have to have a really good team around them. And that's, I have Dame, Booker, and Tatum there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, sh- yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Dame comes back with a vengeance, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I'm the guy who's ready to just, who's just waiting for Dame to, to like, <laughs> stumble and fall out. Because I, I, yeah, that that contract to me. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so bad towards the end. Yeah. 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 Um, that's that's an interesting one when he's getting $60 million a year. Okay, so the, the, the two guys there who may not be in Tier 1 are AD and Dame. Yeah. For various yeah, that's reasons. Cool. Okay. My 2A tier... Um, so second best player on a championship team, at least now, and and really good within that tier. I have Ja, uh, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Chris Paul, and I have James Harden, which I don't know if you would. Again, yeah, James Harden. The fact that he's taking a, a pay cut and coming back suggests to me that he's going to be, you know, recommitted. Mm-hmm um to this whole thing and so yeah i think that's that's entirely possible yeah i i think i i i'm bullish on philly at least for this year i think they've got a pretty yeah. good team yeah and i think i think he's um if he's not going to commit to getting in great shape at least he can commit to playing with his new like body and his new age so he just finds a way to get even better now that he can't like it with the other things he does, like the passing and the shooting mm-hmm. now that he can't get a step on anybody, like he's not quick enough to right. get around anybody anymore. So yeah, a little yeah. bit less drive and kick, but still playmaking. And he probably doesn't yeah. have to be the main playmaker as much or all the time with Maxi and Embiid. So he's, exactly. he's got to learn to play with them, but it's, it's definitely possible. Okay. My tier to be, um, is I have Bam and Trey Young. Okay. Yeah. Um that's that's that that's fair. I think Atlanta fans would tell you Trey's a one. <laughs> it's a one. And I, I honestly don't believe it. Um and yeah, I think I think it's good to have I think both those Miami guys are tier two. I think yeah. Jimmy and Bam are both tier two. Um yeah, I like it. Yeah. Which is why, like, Miami's always pretty competitive and always good. It's like they have two tier two guys. Um, and if they got Durant and were able to keep Bam, they'd be definitely a contender. Yeah. All right. And then 2C, um, it's a much bigger tier. I have Middleton, Ingram, 
This is also where I have Donovan Mitchell, uh, Gobert, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, DeRozan, Siakam, SGA, Bradley Beal, Towns, Levine, uh, Draymond, and and Kyrie, assuming he's playing. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, SGA's been out of the game for a right. little while, but um, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna come back strong. Um, Bradley Beal, I gotta see. I gotta see, you know, he's, he was scoring 30 points a few years ago and in the, in every trade rumor. And then he sort of fell off the map and then he got hurt. And now he's got a gigantic contract. If Bradley Beal comes out this, this season, like on fire playing like super hard, that would be awesome. Yeah. I don't think there's a, I, I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening because the wizards aren't going to be good. Right. And if he just kind of says, eh, whatever, I got my money's guaranteed and it's five years. And then he can go to the trade deadline and be like, yeah, why don't you guys get me out of here? You're not, this is, this team isn't good enough. Yeah. So he's got a, probably got a better foothold for demanding a trade. If he plays like crap, than if he plays really well and lifts the team to additional wins, I don't know. And then the Wizards want to keep him. I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know. situation. So, is yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sold on Beal right now, but yeah, that that's fair. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah, but I, I could also see like where his it's something where his real value is actually a tier below. Um, but does 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 it seem right to have Donovan Mitchell in that tier with like oh, yeah. Middleton? And I don't Ingram. think, I don't yeah. think he's a one and I don't right. think he's, I don't think he's like even an A or B on um, tier two. This tier. like a, a couple years ago, post bubble. Yeah. I would have put him like a two a probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm pretty out on him. Um, and, but I haven't given up on him because of what I've seen. Right. So a couple years ago, you could, see him in the bubble and be like extrapolate out further. Right. Cause he was like awesome as a rookie and he was, everything was just better, better, better. And then you're like, man, there's no limit to how good this guy's going to get. Now it's like, okay, yeah. that was the best he's been. <laughs> now yeah. he's got, he's got to get back there and then get back and get a little bit better. Yeah. 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 So it seems like two C right now. Um, actually let me name the, um, the guys I have in 3A, let me know if you think any of them belong a little bit higher. Um, there I have Jamal Murray, Anthony Edwards, right now, uh, McCollum, Clay, LaMelo Ball, Cade, Barnes, Mobley, uh, DeJounte Murray, Garland, Giddy, Sabonis. <laughs> did, you, did you make a face at Giddy? Yes, <laughs> I love Giddy. I love uh, Giddy too, but like maybe a maybe a not there yet. He's got to do a little more. Round early, holy cow! <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe I have Giddy a little too high. Uh, Sabonis, Van Vliet, uh, Brunson, Aiton, Wiggins, and Mikael Bridges. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously. You're missing Jalen Green, but it's uh <laughs> He's three B. <3B. laughs> no, okay. I didn't make I didn't make a three B, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, with those, a lot of those guys, it's like Clay. When's what's he gonna get? What's he gonna be able to get back? What's his you know future best? Some of these guys, what are they gonna be able to get to? Yeah, um, the young guys. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really hard to to speculate um, past a certain point. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Giddy, we know is gonna get to a one. All right. So anyway, Giddy. Mitchell. Right now, that this two C tier, that would put him um, somewhere between, however you rank within there, the somewhere between twentieth and thirty third best player in the NBA. Yeah, um, you know, hopefully it's it's closer to twenty to validate making a big trade package for him. Um, any ch- do you see him improving so that? In a year or two, he's in the at the two B level where with that's with Bam and Trey. I I think so. Yeah. I mean, again, I think he was he up was two awesome. A, yeah, basically right. after the bubble. So two A right now is Ja, Jimmy Butler, George, Chris Paul, and Harden. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Mitchell could get back there. Yeah. I mean, may not, but who knows? I think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, certainly if he's, if he adds defense to his game, then maybe like the best case scenario for him probably is get to the, do you see any scenario where he gets to one C, which is Dame Booker and Tatum? No. Like to be an undersized shoot first guard, um, you're not like, you're not tier one. Yeah. Like you're, you're not, if you're going to be an undersized guard, you need to be like Chris Paul or right. I, Isaiah Thomas. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or like super elite shooter. I mean, Steph Curry, I don't even know if he's quite undersized because he's like six, three, six, four. Yeah. Right? Like he's not, he's not super small. Um, and he's but, an amazing playmaker. Yeah. And, and, St- and Steph Curry is not shoot first. Right, like right. Steph Curry is shoot like awesome, but also run hard off the ball. Yeah, every chance he gets. Um, and if I see Donovan Mitchell doing that, okay, great. Yeah, but otherwise, there's there's no way he's not he's not a tier one guy. Right, and Steph, um, it's not that he's he's not just a great shooter; he's like best shooter of all time. Right, right. Yeah. So right. I I think that's very fair that to be a number one, if you're a small guard, you have to be great at everything like Chris Paul undersized guard but in his prime was a great defender and like an out of this world playmaker mm-hmm. um, and Mitchell I think he's a easily a top 10 scorer in the NBA um, or pretty easily yeah. but he's not he's not I don't think he'll ever be an out of this world playmaker um, and certainly not defender so He'll never, yeah, I guess, I guess that is, that did convince me he's never going to get to that number one tier. I was starting to think, oh, well, if he puts on the defense, but no. Yeah. You, you need, you need side, you need to be a big wing or like, yeah, I guess generally it's, it's, a, it's mostly big wings in that first tier. Okay. So that's about where he is. He's somewhere, he's the second best player on a championship team. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that means that if 
then for the for this trade to be okay, the Knicks need enough left over to get that first best player. I mean, unless you're counting on RJ Barrett becoming that. Um, I wouldn't think he's going to be, but I, I think there's a possibility. But I, I, I it's on the low end of his. Uh, it's probably like a five to five percent chance that he becomes that. Yeah, yeah, and again, if you look at how um, his draft mate Ja mm-hmm. ascended last year, right? Like Ja was a good as a rookie, like he was, you know, yeah, pretty good. But he's he's a lot better, and Ja was better, obviously, than RJ as a rookie. But both of them have gotten better every year. Yeah, but Ja made the leap last year, and maybe. You know, maybe RJ's leap is coming. Yeah, I can so. definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very high on RJ, which, and and I think I feel pretty confident he's not going to be part of this trade. Uh, I, I that I, I would automatically, <laughs> you know, if if it like in a without putting any emotion to it into it, if the trade was just RJ for Donovan Mitchell, you do it. But I just love RJ. I would I would hate the trade no matter what if RJ was included. And it's not going to be just that. It would be RJ plus picks. So I, I can't yeah. get behind that trade. Then you have no shot of giving getting a number one. Yeah. Yeah, because right. RJ well. maybe could get you a number one in the future. So right now, in terms of draft assets, um, and, and player, or actually player assets first. They have... The young players they have that would be interesting to Utah or a team in the future, it, um, RJ, and this is how I rank them, RJ, Quentin Grimes, uh, who's leading the Knicks Summer League team to a championship. Yeah. I think he's really good. I, w- I actually hope they don't include him in a trade, but I don't know if that's going to be possible. Yeah, but you got to be careful, man, with second-year <laughs> Summer Leaguers. Yeah. Like, it is... It, it that's is very like, true. High school kids playing with junior high kids or whatever. It it just those second year guys, um, they've they've been in the real NBA, they've been professional NBA players, yeah. and they are just yeah, right. You can't trust what you see. That's very true. Um especially with Grimes. Grimes not only had a year in the NBA, he he got a decent amount of playing time. So yeah, I think like, Christopher the same thing with Houston. Yeah, right. Like he was, he was, he's scoring like crazy. Yeah, and and I'm like, yeah, this is not <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he's not going to be a one A. <laughs> I definitely don't think Grimes is ever going to be a one. Uh, <laughs> probably not even a two. Uh, I could th- I could see him being like a valuable three and D guy on a champ on a championship team. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think he's good, and that's not to take yeah. anything away from him because. A lot of people are playing in summer league and not scoring. Yeah. Like, right. So that's still, that's still awesome. But yeah, it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that. It doesn't necessarily mean the ceiling is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So the third best asset I have is OB, which I feel like you, you, you got to move either OB or Randall before the season. Mm. Um, I hope it's Randall, but I think if Randall's not traded as part of this deal, Obi might be part of it, um, which would be sad because I love Obi. Um, yeah. Next guy I have is Quickly, 
Um, I, I would have no problem trading quickly. And I think, especially if you get Mitchell, it's like you, you don't need him as much anymore. Yeah. Uh, then Jericho Sims, then Cam Reddish, Miles McBride, and then Trevor Keels, who's the guy they got in the second round this year from Duke. Um, Cam, Wait, did you mention Mitchell Robinson? I didn't. Um, I think, well, first of all, they can't trade him because... Actually, right, know. right. Okay, so that's, yeah, because he just signed. He just signed. I think that's true. They can't trade him, right? Yeah, I, don't th- I think you're right. They can't trade him, but you do consider him an asset. Still, I do right? consider him an asset. Okay, I, I almost, the, but for the purposes of this trade, yeah. Okay. But I also, okay. I guess, wasn't thinking of him for the purposes of this trade just because he's already on his second contract. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and if I were to, he'd probably be... I think I would put him after Grimes, but I could totally see putting him as second after RJ and before Grimes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Cam, Cam is interesting. I, No matter what happened, even before I thought they were going to get Donovan Mitchell, I, uh, my, my guess is Cam's not on the team coming into the season. Um, but... If he is on the team, he's the guy that I would have really, really wanted them to open up a rotation spot for just because even though he's pretty much done nothing at the NBA level, uh, partly because he's always hurt, he's he's just got the pedigree and he's the big wing that is just so valued that like it's worth giving it one more year to see if there's anything there. Right. I mean, look at Bagley getting... Yeah, um, a three-year contract, right? Yeah, having proven almost nothing, but yeah, has the pedigree, right? Right, so. right. And I imagine Utah would value him for a similar reason. Uh, actually, let me share my screen with this. It's a little easier. Uh, okay, for their draft assets here, uh, so they have Dallas which is top 10 protected the next three years, 23, 24, 25. Uh, Washington. Dallas is not going to be drafting in the top 10. No, they're not. So I think I think it's going this year. And I think um, it's hard to, I, I don't know how I would val- like rank these four picks. Um, well, Detroit, um, yeah. Detroit, I don't know. Not sure. God, Washington's going to be terrible. So as that as that number drops, like yeah, that Washington one might convey that one might be good in like twenty six. Yeah, uh, or possibly the top t- that twenty twenty five because Washington's also good at being very middle of the road. Right, right. Being um, like where it would be, they would it would be like the thirteenth pick or something. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, possible with Detroit, um, Milwaukee lacks protections, but you would assume they're going to be good. Yeah. Uh, this one is likely to convey this year. Um, so for, so I guess how I would rank them, um, cause I'm also thinking in terms of what's going to be there after, um, after they make this trade, if they need enough because you want to still have enough assets to make the other move. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would think Washington's still going to be there. Detroit's still going to be there. Milwaukee, obviously. So I, I would, I, I guess, feel the most comfortable including Dallas. I would feel uncom- comfortable including all of them. Um, so maybe the Washington and Detroit rank one and two, followed by Milwaukee, followed by Dallas. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. Yeah, because that Dallas pick is going to convey this year, and it's going to be 25th. I don't know about that. 25th? Because I think, I I definitely think it's going to convey this year, but 25th, I mean, they're, at least on paper, should be worse next year, this year than this previous year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I don't know. I, yeah. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, would I put five teams ahead of them? Is the question. I, I would put like I would put Milwaukee. Um, but in terms of racking up regular season wins, yeah, I feel like Milwaukee's out of that business. That's true. Um, and I don't think Phoenix is gonna, is going to be in that business next year. Right. Um, Golden State doesn't care. Um, I guess so, Me- Memphis. I Memphis cares. Memphis <laughs> will probably get a lot of wins. Yeah. Austin will probably get a lot of wins. Um, I think those two teams will be up there. Dallas would be 20 to 25, we'll say then. Okay, so, but it's that seems gonna... fair. 20 to 25. And there's not much value difference between a, a 20th pick and a 25th pick. Yeah, so, that's true. Because at that um, point, you're just you're, you're going for the guy you like, and not necessarily value. Yeah. Um, okay. So in terms of what I would feel comfortable, including there's salary filler, which is Randall or Fournier. I would I would prefer Randall, but I, I, I for reasons we talked about, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think it's going to take, I would say, the four uh, other picks, the, that being this. Okay, yeah. Um, I would, the, and then from our own unprotected stash of picks... Um, the earlier, the better so that you, you start replenishing those picks. So I would say the 2023 first, um, I imagine it's going to take at least one more. So 2025 first, I mean, if it was just this, hell yeah. And 2024 swap. Yeah. I, I I think that I, that's probably, well, that's a lot though. Cause if you count those others as just first round picks yeah. when, um, you know, some of them might not even be, they might convey to second rounders and, and whatever. Um, and if you think that going, the price for Mitchell is like six or seven firsts yeah. based on where Rudy went and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Then maybe this is, maybe this is good enough. Um, Cause this would count as like seven yeah, you could say this is seven firsts and quickly. Um, but again, Danny Ainge, man. Yeah. The guy is not desperate and he'll wait until you are. Yeah. And so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So you're saying like it's probably going to take more than this. Yeah, because he can just yeah. say no. And it's not right. even that there's another bidder. It's the same with Rudy Gobert. It's not that there's another bidder. It's just that he's like, yeah, that's not good enough. 
I'm going to run it back. And oh, by the way, my best friend owns the team and I'm a God in the state of Utah. <laughs> so probably not getting fired. Right. 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 So yeah. See you later. And yeah. And they're in a rebuild anyway. So then it's like, to get it done, you need the 2027 first. No, well. I mean, maybe not though, because this is seven. I do, I just don't see fewer than fewer than seven. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't love it, but if this was the deal, I I'd be okay with it. Well, what about Obi instead of quickly? Right, or in addition to him. <laughs> well, if that's an addition, then yeah. Then the Jazz are going to have to like, <laughs> yeah, they're going to start cutting people. But yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I would still do it if it was, I, I would be sad, but I would still do it. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't know what the Jazz are planning right. to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than tank, I mean, I don't know who they're going to build around. I don't know what they, what they, yeah, I don't know what their plans are, so I don't know who they would want more. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a whole. But again, it's the kind of thing where you're like, all right, we got to take our chances at some point. Right. Like yeah. Minnesota, and so why not? Yeah. So if if you had to go, if if the Knicks had to go all in and like trade also like two more unprotected firsts and like grimes and quickly with this then i'd be a no because then it's like then you have nothing left and um i would rather hold out for some someone in that tier one or possible tier one to become available yeah yeah no i i'm i'm with you um because then you're talking a generational poverty right right and <laughs> Because once you start mortgaging out like Lakers style yeah. to 2027, 2028, then, then you all you can do is like make weird, desperate moves and probably double down on that mess and keep right. pushing it further and further out. And then, yeah, it's, it's just ugly. Yeah, yeah. So if it was this, which is uh, the four protected picks they have from other teams, their own 23 and 25 first unprotected, uh, a 2024 swap and OB. Um, I would do that because then it leaves them with Randall, uh, sorry, RJ Grimes uh, quickly. And even if we had to throw quickly in here, I would do it. Um, and then you have 20 set 2027, you have 26 through 29 plus whatever you get forward. So like in and, a, and Utah's 2024, right? Right. Like, right. Right. So I think like there's, there's enough to make a trade for somebody else at that point. And in three years you have even, you have like the full boat of your own picks, which, exactly. which is not, and then, I, I don't, I think the Knicks, I think the Knicks are smart enough to realize this is, after this trade, they're not done. This is not to make them a championship contender now. They have right. to, and they'll have Mitchell for three years. And if they're 
good for those three years, and he's bought into being in New York. You know, he'll still only be 29 at that time. Um, then you and you could make the trade. Then, then I'm I'm happy with it. Right, and then the 2024 swap isn't even going to swap, presumably, right? If Utah's yeah, really yeah, you'd, you'd be better than Utah. Yeah. That's not even that's not even a real thing. So then what you get, then this is basically like an NFL contract or whatever, right? Where you, everyone sees the big 150 million or whatever. And then later it's like, oh yeah, by the way, only 60 is guaranteed and we can cut this guy at any time, right? This gives, I think a package like this gives Danny Ainge like a headline win. Yeah. And um, not that he needs it again, but I think this gives him enough maybe yeah um and for the knicks people are gonna be like oh my god it's so much but it really isn't it's not i i don't think it's out of control and if those if 2023 and 2025 are unprotected um then you're basically just betting on yourself right right if he's like all right you want to protect these picks you're going to need to throw in a third pick yeah and then you go okay no we won't protect him we'll make it just two and we're going to bet on yeah like being good um I, yeah, I, I think if you just want to let Ainge know this is the limit um, and to not ask for any more, or if you tell the Knicks front office, like, just don't yeah, <laughs> don't offer any more than this, I think everyone would be happy in a scenario like this. Yeah, I would be happy. What I'm fearing is it's it's going to also take, and the Knicks are going to give in and also give the 2027 first. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's tough. Yeah. Because then it adds two more years of like picks you can't trade, basically. Right. And then that's a little tough. Um, yeah. My prediction is it's it's going to be something like this and uh, it's going to happen and I'm going to be a little upset. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely don't. I think RJ is going to still be a Nick come this coming season. Yeah. It would be funny if this was the same front office that passed on Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Right. But, yeah. Was Scott Perry there at the time? Yeah. No, I don't think even Scott Perry was there when they when they drafted yeah. Frank. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, I think even the people who were highest on Mitchell as he started rising up draft boards at the time, had him as like the 10th guy on their draft board. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. And it was totally fine. And, and Frankie was like, he didn't pan out kind of like everyone hoped. Right. But he was certainly more of an upside pick. Yeah. He was a raw talent at the time and um, he's going to end up better than Mitchell anyway. Cause he's, he's six, four, six, five. He's got more size, bigger wingspan. Um, and, and he's uh, knocking down threes. All he's doing, shooting threes all summer. He's going to yep. be. He's, he's be working on his threes. Yeah. So, I don't know. The draft's crazy business. Yeah. Rookies are are fun because you're like, you think about, oh, all the things he could add versus like a Julius Randle. You think about all the things he just doesn't. Doesn't do. add. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and these are like essentially both different sides of the same coin. But with a rookie, it's like, yeah, but he can, you know, mm-hmm. there's still time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, look, I, I, my preferred pathway would have been, um, to trade Randall for whatever you could get. Um, and like 
draft someone like Usmani Dang and yeah. develop him and then go all in on the draft uh, for the next few years. But that's not where they wanted to go. Um, and as long as if, if, if it's a package like we talked about where they still have room to make another trade, I don't think it's I, I think it's it, it at least makes them interesting and it's not a death knell to the franchise. Right. Right. You just have to uh, nail all the other moves going forward. Yeah, which is that's yeah. a high bar to clear, but right. It's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting because people will compare. You know, I see some people talking about like, "Oh, is this another mellow trade where they went on all in for mellow and then never did anything?" Two things: one, mellow probably was tier one at the time. Um, yeah. Maybe one C, but he at least had uh, big wing potential. Um, the other thing is like. Mello alone is not the reason why the franchise was kind of doomed for 10 years. It's because they then made terrible move after terrible move. They traded two picks for Bargnani. They signed Joakim Noah to a four-year deal. They, you know, a bunch of, bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. And honestly, if Wallace had been able to stay on the court, and I granted it's hard because he was old by that point. Yeah. Like, they were really good. That team. Oh, man. They were that... really freaking good. And, yeah, the Mello thing, Mello was like, he was demanding the trade. And this is, the rules were different then. Yeah. Right? Than they are now. Now, Mello would just be like, yeah, I'll sign an extension with Denver and then, then demand a trade. Or I'll just walk. And then we do a sign and trade or something like that. Um, because Mello wanted that extra year. Yeah. That's the whole reason he wanted to get the the trade to the Knicks. And now that's not as big a rip, like an issue. Um, and so, yeah, I, I and it sucks. And it's not like Mello made that trade. It's just Mello was kind of a greedy ass when he did it. And, yeah. And he'll forever be in Nick purgatory for it. But yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing is uh, depending on who – moves out in this trade they might need especially if ob moves they're gonna need a backup four and Melo's maybe one more retirement year (laughs) one more like final tour that'd be kind of fun it would be it would be yeah so so if you look around the league now because you were just talking about what makes me think about this is you were talking about your preferred way of building yeah like who would you want to be a fan of? Like what team would you want to be a fan of yeah. right now just because of what they've got, how they've been building, what they have in the future? Um, I mean, definitely OKC. Because um, not only are they going the full, like, the fun, like, uh, 2K version of, like, team building where you just collect, make all these, like, future-thinking trades. Mm-hmm. But they've also got, like, I mean, like, Okay, I overranked Giddy on my list, but I think he's really good. And you have SGA and Chet, who looks awesome. Uh, and they have all these other like nice pieces, like Luke Dort and like Dort, uh, yeah. Darius Baisley and Kenrick Williams are solid. They've got Poku, U- Poku. Usmani Jang, uh, both Jalen Williamses. Yeah, uh, they're, they have all the Jalen Williams in the whole league. Yeah. Like, I yeah, don't, but, but if you were an OKC fan, you got to know that the day is coming when the owner's like, yeah, I'm not going to pay luxury tax. Yeah, yeah. And and so then you lose. Can you win a championship without paying the luxury tax? Probably not. 
That'd be a so, good uh, exercise go. to do. Which how many have any teams in the last like ten years not been in the tax when they were won a championship? Yeah, I can't. I, I'm sure it's almost zero because yeah. I bet even Toronto was. Um, the Warriors have been. Yeah, maybe they weren't that first year. Maybe not. Yeah, um, but they still had. No, they still had. What's his name? The Nick. Um, um, who's who's the guy who? Oh, up, David Lee. David Lee, yeah, I always think of him as Nick. But David Lee was making like a, he was making more money than anyone on the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I that that's as an OKC, you know, if you're an OKC fan, like you got to realize Lucy's going to pull the football away at the at, at some point, and yeah. you're just going to end up on your ass. But yeah, it is an exciting team. It is exciting for that reason. I could I could totally see them though trading SGA um, just because of timelines. And especially if they think <laughs> if they're high on Giddy, yeah. Um, I guess the team to be a fan of that combines all of that stuff would be Toronto. They have like the perfect mix of vets, Scotty Barnes, um, and a, a front office that and a bit a big market and a front office that'd be willing to go into the tax. Yeah, because I don't know if Memphis would be willing to go into the tax right. because they're not a big enough market, but that's. And the same with New Orleans, but in terms of having stuff and also having, yeah, you know, um, a bright future, in terms of assets and things like that, man, New Orleans is stacked. New Orleans is stacked, and they have a ton of draft assets. Like if they wanted to get into the Mitchell sweepstakes, they definitely could. Yeah, I just yeah, they're like whatever. Yeah, We're good. they don't need to. Um, I mean, they'd be a great Durant destination. Yeah, I think he's staying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The, fun, uh, the interesting thing is, like, the Knicks have the assets to beat, say, what Phoenix was or what Miami has or or uh, or, or most teams who'd be interested to land Durant, I think. They could put together, you know, the full boat of, like, four unprotected first and three swaps plus those four other picks uh, you know, plus like quickly Grimes, OB, whatever, um, uh, and maybe even RJ. But, um, you know, the Nets will net would never trade Durant to the Knicks. No, no, and at that point, that's another mellow trade if you're just gutting the team, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah, for a guy who's that established and only has a few years left, maybe. And yeah, yeah. also is it that so. that is the nice thing about Donovan Mitchell is that he's he'll be going into his year twenty six season. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I am uh, interested to see what plays out. I thought that there was a lot of uh, hand wringing and a lot of like the summer league stuff was a little crazy. Like people were just going crazy over Paolo, which is understandable, but also it's literally exactly what everyone said on the way in. Yeah. Like this guy is the most NBA ready. Then he shows up at summer league clearly NBA ready and a monster. And everyone's like, look at it. I'm like, no, but we just said this. And the same thing happened with Chet. Yeah. Where in game one, he's showing all the good he can be. Right. And then in, in game two, he's getting, um, he's getting, you know, Kenny Lofton junior mm-hmm. or whatever is pushing him off the block. So like, it's like, yeah. And, and Jabari Smith, same thing. He's Ding it up and looks awesome. But also, he's not involved. Right. You know, his guards aren't passing him the ball just like at Auburn. And so, 
he's not making as big an impact on the offensive end. It's like, yeah, guys, this is exactly what everyone predicted from the draft. Right, right. So this this shouldn't change what you what your draft order was. you know. No, it should, it definitely shouldn't change, and it definitely doesn't change any ceilings. Right. Like I, I certainly don't think that. I think some of the something like I think um, Tari Eason, yeah, is showing that he's a real NBA player. So that's that's my big takeaway from summer league. Um, he looks because Jabari. I was like, yeah, he's about where I thought it'd be, and I'm really glad that he's going to be playing defense for the Rockets. And now I'm like, oh man, with Eason and Jabari. This is like that's this a, fun be team, a, yeah. a team that actually is good on the defensive side. Yeah. So I'm pretty I'm pretty psyched after all that. Even though I was thinking the if you look at the top six picks from the last two years, um, the top three of each year, Houston has two of them, and you could argue that they're the fifth and sixth. Like people could make that. Mm-hmm. Judgment, and they might even say the sixth and seventh if you throw in, um, you know, uh, Scotty Barnes from the year before, and so you could, like, they could be the sixth and seventh most desirable right now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's definitely it. true. Like, if you were to do their trade at trade value, they'd be six and seven. Of those I, I, I feel like I feel like so because everyone loves Paolo, everyone loves Chet, everyone loves Scotty Barnes, everyone loves uh, Cade, everyone mm-hmm. loves Mobley, right? So everyone like universal approval on all five of those guys. Yeah. So even though people are like coming around on Jalen Green and everyone's like, okay, Jabari Smith, but as far as where the ceilings are, I'm like I'm good with it. First of all, they have two of those seven guys. Versus just having one of them, like most teams. Right. And, or none of them as most teams. But they also, yeah, I think ceiling-wise, I think they're really good. I think there's a lot of lot of potential there. And so I'm really, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Where would you rank those two Rockets in a top eight if you were to throw Josh Giddy in the mix? ha, 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 ha. I I would put Josh Giddy behind them. I still think Josh Giddy was a was a gutsy pick it was, last year. Yeah. Clearly the right one. Mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's awesome. I think, but I mean I think we got to be careful like pre crowning him like Lamelo Ball. Like how many people are super psyched about Lamelo Ball this year versus last year? That's true. Yeah, and and so guys who make ridiculous cool passes in summer league. <laughs> I, I mean, God love them, but you know, it's not, not white chocolates, not walking through that door. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I think, I think he'll be, he has a pitch to be great, but I think that's a little overstated right now. I hope, I hope he's good. Yeah. You know, good for him. Um, like where he seems like a good guy. <laughs> where, where, uh, what do you, what do you think of the Aiton signing? I mean, they got, there's no other way to say it. they got shit on their face on this. Like, the Suns do. Yeah. Right. Because they could have just extended him for a max. So they took a chance and they said, oh, no one's going to give you the max. Yeah. Is basically what it was. And then someone does and they're like, all right, come on. Yeah. The, the so, other, the other way to look at it is, um, I mean, I think his value did 
slightly go down uh, over this past year. His value is less now than it was probably a year ago after Mm -hmm. that finals run. Um, So, you know, it doesn't... This obvious... I I don't think this was (laughs) the Suns thinking necessarily, especially when Sarver is in the mix. It kind of makes sense to say, why extend him now? Let's go another year and see what happens. But nobody that doesn't happen in the NBA. And, yeah. I mean, the uh, reason you can't do it is because of the agents and because of right. hard feelings and yeah. all this stuff. So now right? they have all these hard feelings. Um, but they do have him, and they just still have the asset. So Yeah. But yeah. They, they, their hand was forced um, by Indiana. I'm not exactly sure why Indiana did that, except to fuck with them. <laughs> but it, mean, this kind of restricts their ability to make a Durant trade if they ever had the pieces. Oh, I it. think it's I think Durant's totally out at this point because they can't um, they can't trade eight now. Right, not till January 5th. Yeah, and then even then, I think he could block all trades for a year. I think so. Yeah, that is yeah. Like there's wasn't really much in it for. Indiana, unless they wanted to try and force a sign and trade for Miles Turner and stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's that would have been the move is just yeah. swapping Turner for Aiton and then right. you know whatever the mad scientist Rick Carlisle is cooking up in his <laughs> lab with Halliburton. Um, I mean, who knows at Halliburton Industries? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, it it was weird, but I. I'm not surprised that I, I love seeing Phoenix come out on the wrong end of this. Yeah. Starver's such a, you know, it almost, such a terrible yeah. Thing. When, when the uh, Durant trade request came out and the thought, the like different thoughts of maybe doing a Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton package, it almost looked for a second, like Phoenix was going to come out looking, looking great. I mean, I guess it wouldn't have mattered if they extended him last year. They could have still done that trade. Yeah. Um, and actually could have still done that trade, which they can't do now. Uh, so, yeah, it was all very interesting. Given, given that Aiton's now locked up, um, do you think... Yeah, well, I mean, you, you're, you were saying before you think Durant is going to be in Brooklyn next year. I just I don't see any other um, yeah. viable scenario because I think... Um, what they're looking for in terms of packages, um, he's not going to sign off on. Right. Because it would have to be New Orleans at this point because any other team that is offering the package that the Nets want is going to be not – they're going to be out of contention. Right. Right? They're going to have to – it's going to be a mellow trade, basically. So, yeah, I I don't think – I don't think Durant would – Unless it's Toronto. I, I, yeah, Toronto. That's a good point, and I, I feel like I feel like if Toronto was going to happen, it would have happened. But right, well, they could be waiting for Durant to warm up to the idea of going somewhere besides Phoenix or Miami. Because Toronto, like, I, I, if they did, if they traded Scotty Barnes plus picks, um, then Toronto, t- t- it's a lot to give up. I mean, it's it's dangerous to give up because of how good Barnes looks. But that Toronto team of Durant, Siakam, Van Vliet, et cetera, um, is good enough to compete. Yes. And I guess the, the other thing is um, Phoenix was on the table and now they're not. Right. 
So it makes sense for Toronto to just be kind of sitting there and waiting and like, like, okay, well, yeah, we're still here. What do you think now? Um, yeah, that's possible. I, I, I think he'll end up in Brooklyn because, um, just cause I'm, of hoping, limited options. I'm hoping he stays in Brooklyn. I'm hoping he stays in Brooklyn. I think that's better for the Rockets because I think <laughs> Brooklyn will be, I need Brooklyn to be bad in like 25, 26. Like I'm looking for Brooklyn to, yeah, I don't need Brooklyn to be bad right now. Yeah. That doesn't do anything for me um, at the moment. Right. Cause if they oh. were to say, make the trade for Aiton and Mikhail Bridges, which still could happen, that could happen in January. Right. Um, that makes them, you know, those are two decent building blocks and they start getting picks and could start rebuilding themselves by 2025, 2026. Exactly. Because then they'd go middle of the road for a while and then yeah, good again. And then it's like, okay. So you need it. like them to win a championship or two. <laughs> and tear it down. And then, I need and them then to be like the Mavericks and yeah. just like forget it once they win. Now, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Cause now who knows what's going to happen with Ben Simmons? Who, who knows on any of this stuff now? It's crazy. Yeah. 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 If Ben Simmons will ever play again, who knows? Yeah. And uh, then the Rockets, like they got it. They owe their pick to Oklahoma city still because of Westbrook next year, if it's not, but it's top four protected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, it, they're not going to give it up because Houston always gets the third pick. I know. Well, they got the second pick the year before, but oh, that's right. They just took the third best guy. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I because man, watching Wimbenyama, man, I'm like, it would be great, but man, lottery night would uh, be very stressful. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> already can't wait for lottery night. Uh, <laughs> except, except the Knicks probably won't be involved because they'll have dealt their 2023 pick. Oh, yeah. But, or be in the playoffs. So then it's not. Yeah. They're also not involved if they're in the playoffs and doing well. Right. So I guess I would take that if they're doing we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That, would, All, that would also be good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get this season over with and get onto the lottery already. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I don't, we don't need games to watch. We need another off season. Um, all right. Any, any final thoughts on all of this? Uh, no, no, I think that's, uh, I think we covered, we covered a lot and I guess we'll just see yeah. where this, uh, where this all goes. It's, it's a fascinating time. Um, and we didn't talk about Minnesota really. In, oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and people were like dogging them and saying they overpaid and all this. And I'm just kind of like, well, because everyone's like, everyone loves Anthony Edwards. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, you, you know who Minnesota loves Carl Anthony Town. Like they, they love the guy. They've done all this stuff to build around him, including bringing in D'Angelo Russell when no one else would want to do that. And it's clear he doesn't want to play like defense as a five. Right. Right. And so they're like, all right, we got to do something. And so why not just do it? Who cares? Yeah. It's not like they're great at picking, you know, outside of the number one slot anyway. Yeah. Right. They pick towns and they pick, Anthony Edwards, number one. Yeah. And everyone else they picked is like no yeah. one. So. Yeah. At the, at the moment, I like when it happens, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot they gave up. Um, they're they're going to be good next year. 
Yeah. Like they're going to be really good next year. And they might not win a championship, but they weren't anyway. Yeah. Right. Sometimes and, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, like, why not? I, who knows? Just get in the mix. Yeah. And it's so funny. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it as much as everyone. I, do, I also don't hate it as much. And I, I um, it's, it's so funny that Ainge, Ainge, like, I mean, that it seemed like there were barely any negotiations and he got everything he wanted, including not taking on D'Angelo Russell and taking on all this other salaries to, to even out for Gobert, which meant a bunch of players who are actually solid. Yes. He could then trade. <laughs> oh yeah. That part is tough. Cause Minnesota has got to like rebuild. Yeah, they need to actually put a team together. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think Connolly knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think Denver has been an amazing um, success story over recent years. And maybe that's why he did it, too. He's like, man, I kept drafting awesomely in Denver, and we couldn't yeah. get anywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and so let's just let's just go all in here. See how this, see how this goes. Yeah. I got a five-year contract, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. No. So anyway, that was, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. And otherwise I, I don't have anything else. I'm, I'm going to miss, miss all this NBA stuff, but yeah. catch up on other stuff. Yeah. Catch up on other stuff in life. Um, we'll be catching up on all sorts of stuff over the next month and you could get any episode. There's, there's uh there'll be baseball talk. Um, I'm going to try to talk to a, uh, I have a connection to someone who refereed the the world champion, the world games championship in floorball. So stay tuned for that. Hello. And, uh, and then FIBA when that happens. So subscribe to Larry knows sports to get all that and, and follow at Larry, the athlete. May all your dreams be hoop dreams and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thank you.